secure financial advisors, a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full informed investment decision. This is your money, your wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMV. Now, here's Joe Anderson and Big Al Clopine. Hey, uh, it's a little bit after the hour. Welcome to the show. The show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Uh, my name's Joe Anderson. I'm a certified financial planner. I'm with a Big Al Clopine. He's a CPA. Uh, thanks for tuning in over the next couple of hours. Uh, diving into a couple of different things here. Uh, we talked about this previously on the show, but there's a couple of things on the chopping block, Clopine, uh, when it comes to our retirement savings. Okay. You're going to educate us? Yeah, I want to get into um, some strategies that I think our listeners probably should take advantage of before year end uh, when it comes to, let's say, backdoor Roth IRA contributions. Right. Net unrealized depreciation. Yes. You get into the stretch IRA. Right. Uh, yep. All of those could be eliminated. They could depend, very well be. Depending upon who gets elected and uh, their pull with the Senate and Congress. Sure. So... We'll um, we'll get into some retirement planning ideas. Yeah. So I, so specifically, Joe, there's things that need to be done this year, just as you said. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it, I mean, I guess with the backdoor Roth IRA contribution, for instance. Right. Now, l- let me just briefly explain that. Let's just dive in. What the heck? Okay. <laughs> uh, Roth IRAs. I think most of you know what a Roth IRA is, but it's a an account that you can establish at a brokerage firm, a mutual fund company, right? Uh, where you contribute to the account after tax. And so it's after your paycheck, so it's coming from your savings account, checking account, or brokerage account. And then you would deposit it. And then all the future growth grows 100% tax-free. So you put $5,000 in, it grows 10000 If you're over 59 and a half, you can take all of that dollars out uh, tax-free. Or 59 and a half for five years, whichever is longer, and we can dive into the five-year clock and all that sure. good stuff. right. So, but there's AGI limitations for Roth IRA contributions. So I'll define adjusted gross income. Depending upon how much money you make, if you make too much money, you're not allowed to do a Roth contribution. Yeah, so the IRS says, all right, well, if you are considered a high-income earner, um, you do not qualify to put money into a Roth IRA to enjoy the tax deferment of it and then potentially tax-free treatment on the earnings that come out of the overall account. And so, you know, it's so stupid to me why they do that. Well, I mean, what's, what do you think the rationale is? <laughs> well, I guess they're trying to say that the, the people that make a lot of money don't need this tax benefit. But I can convert. There is no, you know, I can take money from my retirement account and I can convert it. I, I know. It's and- the same, same, right? For instance, all right, let's get it. So if I, let's say I'm in the 39.6 tax bracket. So I make over $500,000 a year, hypothetically. Right. So they're saying, Joe, you cannot contribute directly into a Roth IRA because, right, I would have to pay that 40% tax on my income. Then it's after tax. So it's after I pay that tax. Then I put the money into the account. I can't do it. But let's say if I take $5,000 from an existing retirement account and convert it to a Roth. Because I got the tax deduction going into the retirement account, I convert it out, so I'm just giving back the tax deduction that they, I received. Sure. Right? And then it goes into the Roth IRA. Isn't that the same? 
It's exactly the same, but I'll tell you why the government doesn't want you to do that. Because in the first case, where you're not allowed to do a contribution, you've already paid the tax on that money. So to put it into a Roth IRA doesn't help the government out. It actually hurts them. Now, to convert, you actually have to pay the tax on that conversion. Government actually likes that. That's a short-term infusion for them. But I didn't pay the tax going in in the first place. Yeah, when it comes to the back door. And that's that's the interesting thing. And that's why the government is actually trying to get rid of them. Because it's, uh, it's a way for those that make a lot of money to do a Roth contribution, kind of the back doorway. So here's the, the rules. Is Well, here's what you... I guess here's the mechanics of it. So if you're over the AGI limitations or adjusted gross limitations, so if you are single and if you make more than $132,000 of adjusted gross income, that's line 37 on your tax return. It's the bottom line on the return on the 1040. So take a look at your 1040. Look at the very last line on the 1040. And if that's over $132,000, you are completely 100% phased out. You will not be able to contribute to the Roth. If you do contribute to the Roth, if your adjusted gross income is over that, that's an excise contribution. They will penalize you 6% of the dollar each year that those dollars are in that account. So if I'm married... So then that number's $194,000. So if I'm, if I'm married, if you make more as a joint taxpayer, if you make more than $194,000, then you are totally disqualified or fully phased out. However, there is no adjusted gross income limitations to take money from an existing retirement account and converting that into a Roth IRA. The reason people would want to do that is to get more tax-free dollars long-term. The downside of doing a conversion is that you have to pay the tax on the dollars that go into the Roth. For instance, if I have $5,000, I convert that $5,000, I'm in that 39.6% or 40% tax bracket, well, I would have to pay 40% on the $5,000 going in. Sure. Now, here's the workaround, is that if you're under 70 and a half, and if you have earned income, you can contribute to a traditional IRA. So let's say if I'm, I'm over those adjusted gross income limits, I can't go directly to the Roth, so I just establish a standard IRA account. I can put the money into the standard IRA account. Because I make that much money, they don't allow me to take the tax deduction. So it's called an after-tax IRA contribution. And that's true at any income level. You make a million dollars, you're still allowed to do that. Right, as long as you're under 70 and a half. That's the only limitation is age. Right. So I'm under 70 and a half. I put money into the IRA. I don't take the deduction because I can't. So I have an after-tax contribution. Now, For those of you that made after-tax contributions in the past, make sure that you file an 8606 form on your tax return. You want to make sure that you keep track of what is called basis. That's the after-tax dollar amount. So here's the the strategy. Now I have the $5,000 after-tax in the IRA. Well, there's no adjusted gross income limitation to do conversions, so I just take that $5,000 that I contribute to and I convert that to a Roth IRA. Because I've already paid the tax, there's not going to be tax again when I do the conversion. So I have an after-tax contribution into the IRA, $5,000. What do I do next? I take that $5,000 and I convert it to a Roth IRA. There would not be any tax at all on that conversion, again, because it's an after-tax contribution. Now I now the money's in the Roth IRA. It's a it's a it's like I contributed to the Roth IRA, but I had to take an extra step to get it into the account. Yeah, and it's a it's a great strategy. Uh, and now, if you have existing IRAs, you got to be a little bit careful, right? And when we get back from the break, we'll get into the pro rata rules and the aggregation rules. But here's a couple of things: is that bef- the, the law states now that they want to get rid of it. So here's Alan I's opinion. 
is that, well, if the law is trying to get rid of the strategy, then it has to be legal right now, right? It's above board. It's no funny business going on. Yeah, and I guess to, it's not the law is getting rid of it, but Obama and the administration is trying to get rid of it. Uh, and it's been in the uh, budget bill for the last three years in a row to get rid of this backdoor Roth. And, and likely that'll happen because, just really briefly, Joe, this is, in my opinion, an unintended com- uh uh, consequence. Consequence. Thank you for the word. Consequence of some different strategies. And if you put them together, you can do this backdoor Roth contribution. It wasn't really intended. So you could say it was a loophole, an un- unintended loophole, but you could say it was a loophole and they're trying to close it. So some professionals will say, wait, like do the convert. All right. You make the contribution, maybe wait a couple of months before you do the conversion. And I, I agree with that because then they don't want it to seem like a single transaction. Sure. So if you do the contribution and then convert it the same day, um, you might want to wait a couple of months. My, me personally, I make my contributions and then I convert it the same day. Yeah, but there are you are right. Michael Keatsis and a few other people suggest that there's a delay between the two for separation because it could be called a step transaction by the IRS and therefore disallowed. I'm not sure the IRS would go to that effort because it's it's only $5,500 or $6,500 if you're 50 and over. That's the highest amount. But yeah, there is that potential danger. So stick around because we're going to get into um, pro rata rules, aggregation rules. I want to get into net unrealized appreciation. That's another uh, very cool tax strategy that uh, a lot of you that have company stock inside your 401k plan that you want to take advantage of. Uh, The stretch IRA, we'll get into what that means and what the consequence would be if they got rid of it to your heirs. Uh, So there's a lot of things that you want to make sure that you're planning on today just in case, because there's always risks in your overall strategy. And this is basically what political risk. Right. And, And so you look at market risk, you look at inflation risk, you look at interest rate risk. This is political risk. And so then you can basically, you know, identify all the risk and and try to hedge as much as you can. But when when you think about retirement in all of these different strategies together, the most important investment by far that you can make is an investment you make in yourself. Don't go anywhere. Getting started here. Show's called Your Money or Wealth. This is Your Money, Your Wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB. Hey, welcome back to the program. Show's called Your Money or Wealth. My name is Joe Anderson. I'm a certified financial planner with Alan Clopine. He's a CPA. Uh, talking about some strategies uh, that might be on the chopping block here. Uh, so you might want to listen up and take advantage of them. Uh, before the break, we were talking about the backdoor Roth IRA contribution. Uh, for those of you that don't know what a Roth is, again, it's an account that allows all of your earnings to grow 100% tax-free. I was uh, teaching this week, Alan, at... Uh, Cuyamaca College. Okay, in right? San Diego. San Diego. And a uh, gentleman goes up to me and goes, Joe, you know, I was at um, lunch with some coworkers, and I was talking about you and your class. And I said, well, thank you very much. It's very nice. It's very kind. Hopefully it was good words. And it, I, he goes, yeah, I got a big argument because Uh-oh. the individuals that I was, you know, having lunch with were dead set that I was wrong of saying that all future growth of a Roth would be tax-free. Oh, so they probably thought just the principal, huh? Correct. So they would say, no, the principal would come out tax-free, but still the earnings would be taxed. That is not the case. Anything in a Roth IRA grows 100% tax-free. There's a couple qualifying rules to get the tax-free treatment, and that's a five-year clock. What the five-year clock means is that the earnings need to be in the Roth IRA for five years. All right? So, 
if I start a Roth IRA at 65, I always have access to the principal of that account on contributions. But the earnings need a season in the Roth until five years if you've never established a Roth IRA before. So our opinion is that if you don't have a Roth, start one now. You know, put like a couple hundred dollars. I don't care what tax bracket that you're in. You can do a conversion and put money into a Roth. That would start a five-year clock for you. Yeah, and Joe, once you're over 59 and a half, that five-year clock goes way back to your, to your first Roth IRA. So if you did one, if you did a $200 Roth account when you were 30 and never touched it until you got into your 60s, well, your five years already met because you started it at age 30. Right. Or let's say in realistic terms, the Roth IRAs came out in 1997. So if you established one in 1997, put a couple hundred dollars in and never touched it again, and then now 2016, 20 years later, right, right or 19 years later, you put it in. And, and you did a huge conversion, sure. right? If you're over 59 and a half, you're fine, okay? So then your five-year clock is satisfied from the first dollar that you put into the Roth back in 1997 or whatever year that you established it. So you, you want to make sure that you establish a Roth. For those of you that do not have a Roth IRA account, I would go to just go online and start one. Talk to your advisor, whatever. Make sure that you establish it because that starts the five-year clock based on IRS tables. Now, we were getting into the backdoor Roth, all right, so what that means is that you make it you you make too much money to do a straight contribution because the um, adjusted gross income limitations. So you put it into an IRA after tax and then you convert it. But then it gets a little bit funny because there's this aggregation of pro rata rules. Yeah, and what that is is when you do this backdoor uh, Roth contribution. So you go ahead and do a $5,500 non-deductible IRA if your income is is high enough that you can't deduct it, which in many cases that's true. So you didn't get a tax deduction, then you can convert the, that same $5,500 out of your IRA to a Roth and pay no tax because you got no tax benefit, you got no tax deduction. But here's the caveat, and here's the aggregation rule, is the IRS makes you look at all of your IRAs, regardless of where they're at. You could have 20 different IRA accounts. The IRS treats it like you have one, you add them up all together, and you look at, uh, so you got $100,000, okay? And all of the other money in the IRA, let's say you got a tax deduction. So that doesn't have basis. And now you put this, we'll call it $5,000. Say 95. Yeah, 95. So you got $95,000 in total IRAs that were pre-tax. And then you put $5,000 in to make it a full hundred. Now you got $100,000. You just did that $5,000 contribution. So they say, you know what? You can take that $5,000, but you got to divide it into the total IRA balance, 5,000 into 100,000, that's 5%. So we'll let you have 5% of your Roth conversion be tax-free, but the other 95% you have to pay tax on. So that's the tricky part if you got other IRAs. Interestingly enough, they don't count 401ks or 403Bs or other types of company pension plans in this calculation. So it's only IRAs. So what's an IRA? It's a regular IRA, it's a simple IRA, it's a SEP IRA. Those are all considered IRAs. They all have to be added together. So if you've got those accounts, this strategy is less effective. But if you don't have an IRA, or if you do have an IRA where you've got lots of basis because you've been putting contributions in and have not 
getting a deduction, this is a perfect strategy for you. Particularly, I mean, virtually at any age, but what if you're 50 and you don't have any IRAs? Go ahead and start doing this each and every year. If you're 50, now you can put $6,500 into that regular IRA and then convert it to a Roth. $6,500 each and every year growing into a Roth IRA, that can make a big difference in your retirement because all that future income and growth and principal in that Roth IRA is 100% tax-free. And guess what? It doesn't change its character if you pass away. When it goes to your spouse, it's 100% tax-free. And if the two of you pass away, it's 100% tax-free to your kids. It's such an amazing tool. A lot of you are taking advantage of it, and some, some of you have never heard of it. This is one of probably the single biggest strategy available. It's been around for a little while now, but it's something that you've got to be looking at each and every year. And this backdoor Roth, as we talked about last segment, maybe slipping away because the our administration the last three years has been trying to close that loophole trying to get rid of it so uh, here's another quick um, thought is and we see this quite a bit in our office is that all right let's say one spouse is the breadwinner that has a lot of different retirement accounts the other spouse um, was not the breadwinner maybe didn't save into retirement accounts and so one spouse is making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year and so it's like, well, we don't qualify for Roths. Well, one spouse probably maybe doesn't have any retirement accounts. Well, that spouse can do a backdoor Roth IRA. That the, As long as you're married, the non-working spouse can still contribute to a retirement account. You can use the working spouse's income. So even if the other spouse is a high-income wage earner, that other spouse can still do a non-deductible IRA contribution, and then that individual then could convert it. So that's another missed strategy often because it's like, all right, well, here, we make too much money, or the spouse isn't working, they don't have earned income, they can't contribute to a retirement account. No, that's false. You absolutely can. So you want to make sure that you understand all these rules to truly maximize the amount of tax-free income, more importantly, in retirement. And that is the key, Joe, because when it comes to retirement, uh, taxes don't stop when your paycheck does. In fact, when you start tapping your retirement nest egg, it comes with all sorts of new rules and opportunities. Instead of contributing to tax-deferred plans that reduce your taxes, you'll start tapping those for uh, savings for income and paying taxes at your regular rate, unless you're tapping into a Roth IRA. And each of you needs some Roth IRA. You need some tax-free money so you can mitigate higher taxes that are surely coming in the future. As you near retirement, tax planning becomes more important than ever, but you must use a forward-thinking tax strategy because truly you have more control over paying taxes in retirement, more than you think, actually more so than any other time in your life. Uh, the show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. We'll be back in just a second. Now back to Your Money, Your Wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB. Hey, welcome back to the program. show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Um, my name's Joe Anderson. I'm a certified financial planner. I'm with Alan Klopine. He's a CPA. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out on iTunes, right? Your money, your wealth. Yeah, there we are, right there. Hey, um, if you guys haven't listened to the show before, Alan and I do a TV show. It's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Imagine that. We're same title. Same title. Your Money, Your Wealth TV. Yes. We were like, what should we call it? <laughs> How could we beat Your Money, <laughs> Your Wealth? We, you know, we searched high and low, and we hired all these you know, big firms. Yeah. Said, yeah. Your money, your wealth. That's all right, it. that's it. Let's got do it. this. So, hey, so Al and I were doing the show this week, and it was um, doing the TV show. Doing the TV show, yeah. And what was the title of the show? Catch up or some catch up your uh, 
Retirement savings. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. I think I, I think I have it here. Let's see. It's so, you know, and so before, you know, the cameras are getting ready and everything else, and then I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna do a stupid joke. I'm like something with ketchup. Something about ketchup. Something like that. But I couldn't couldn't think, think of it. it. Couldn't think of it. Right. So we didn't go with it. But Big Al did. <laughs> oh my God. It was awful. It was so bad. <laughs> It was so bad. It was like, so I opened the show. Hey, you got to catch up your savings. You know, hey, this is some strategies. If you're a little bit behind, don't worry about it because we're going to talk about things that how you can catch up. Yeah. And then it goes to Al. He goes, ketchup, not mustard. That was brilliant. I was like, <laughs> I can't believe he went there. I was like, what are you doing? You're on TV. So, I'm providing some levity for our viewers. Yeah, that was definitely I levity. I could have said mayonnaise. But yes. Anyway, yes. moving on. <laughs> Actually, I do have the title. The title was How to Play Ketchup with Your Retirement Savings, yeah. Not Mustard. Yes. <laughs> Again. <sighs> so... Big Al, that's what CPA's sense of humor, right there. Yeah, you, you we're, we're we have dry sense of humor. Yes, that's all we got. I'm sure a few people thought that was hilarious. Uh, I'm the other CPAs cracking yes, up. Right. Uh, hey, we're talking about a couple of different strategies that you might want to consider uh, before the door closes on you. Uh, we talked about Roth IRA backdoor Roth IRAs. Here's another strategy. It's called net unrealized appreciation, NUA. Um, in what let me try to break it down because it gets fairly complex and there's a lot of things that you can do to blow this thing up. Let's say you work for an employer that has um, a large employer that has a stock that's traded on the exchange and you have that stock inside your retirement plan. All right? Boeing, SDG&E, Microsoft, doesn't matter. So I'm working for the company and this works well for individuals that have worked for the company for quite some time. Because usually in the past with those larger companies, their match in their 401k plans was company stock. So I put in 5%, they matched me 3%, but the 3% match would go into company stock, let's say. Or a lot of you, you know, hey, I, I love the company that I work for, so you continue to buy your own company stock. It has to be in your retirement plan, your 401k plan. So let's assume you have your 401k plan and you have your own company stock inside that 401k plan. A lot of you, once you retire, you're saying, okay, well here I would like to potentially maybe roll the 401k into an individual retirement account so I have a little bit more control, I have a better universe of um, uh, funds or investments that I can choose from, whatever the case, consolidate the accounts, there's a lot of different pros and cons to do this, but a lot of you do. However, if you do have that company stock inside that 401k plan, there's another transaction that needs to be done in some cases before you roll it into an IRA. The IRS today allows you to take that company stock outside of the retirement account and put it into a brokerage account. So think of this, you have company stock, if you roll it into an IRA and buy back the company stock, well, any dollar that comes out of the IRA is going to be taxed at ordinary income rates. Anything inside of a retirement account that's pre-tax going in is gonna come out as ordinary income tax. The IRS says, well, wait a minute, you have company stock inside that 401k plan. You could take that company stock outside and put it into a brokerage account. The benefit of putting it into a brokerage account is that when the, the, the growth of the stock 
is not going to be taxed at ordinary income. It's going to be taxed at capital gains, which is significantly less for a lot of you. It is, Joe, and it's a it's a great strategy. Here's a little example. Like, let's say we'll use send you gas and electric, SDG&E. So you got $100,000 worth of stock, and you paid 10000 bucks for it, or or the company paid $10,000 for it if it was Well, that of, was the, 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 the price per share. Yeah, at the time you, at the yeah, time at the you got it. At whatever. the time you got it. So uh, because we... In, Usually inside of an IRA, we don't really care what you pay for something because when you pull money out of an IRA, it's all taxed at ordinary income. Well, here's an exception. and They say when you move this $100,000 stock to a brokerage account, you only have to pay ordinary income tax on your original basis, what you paid for it or what it was worth when the company gave it to you. So that would be $10,000. So you pay tax on $10,000. Now that $90,000 of gain, well, you don't pay tax on that currently until you actually sell that stock. And when you sell that stock, it's at long-term capital gain rates. Yeah, and you don't have to sell it all at once. You do not. It's exactly right. You can sell it as you want to or as you need to. In some cases, uh, we'll have clients sell some this year sell some next year to straddle a couple tax years, and they end up paying a lot less tax because capital gain rates, even though they're a lot cheaper than ordinary income rates, in some cases about half of ordinary income rates, um, the higher your capital gain, that rate goes up, even for capital gain rates, because it starts at 15%, it goes to 20%. Well, it starts at zero. Zero, yeah. Actually, in the, in the lowest couple tax brackets, it's taxed at zero. But then it goes to 15%, then 20%, and then there's this Medicare surtax, so it goes to 23.8%. So if you can straddle a couple of years, you can save a lot of money. So, so think about this now. If you've got all your money or most of your money into a retirement account, and you roll it to a regular IRA, you still have all your money in a retirement account in a sense to where when you pull the money out, it's all taxed at the highest ordinary income tax rates. If you get some out, put it into your brokerage account, now it's no longer in a retirement account and it's going to be subject only to capital gain taxes and only on the gain part. So you've got a lot of uh, flexibility in your taxation in the future. And it's one of these things that it's such a good strategy. It's been on the chopping block in Obama's budget the last three years. Now it hasn't passed yet to close this loophole, but we're we're afraid that it will. It's a great, great strategy for a lot of you that have been with a company for a long time and have company stock in your 401k. And I will say one more thing, Joe, and that is if you roll the money out, if you roll all your 401k money to an IRA, you cannot do this strategy. It's all it's lost. It's irrevocable. So you have to do this. But if you want to roll your money out of an IRA, out of your 401k, sorry, you have to do this NUA, net unrealized appreciation strategy first, and then you roll the the 401k to the IRA second. So here's a a couple of other mistakes, is that, all right, well, I've worked for the the company for a long time. I have all of a sudden a lot of company stock inside my 401k plan. And you're thinking, hey, I might not want to take on this much concentrated risk you know, my income is here. My pension might be with this company. Now I have all this company stock. Diversification is probably a best bet. Yes, Alan, I would totally agree. Diversification is is a must, but don't sell it too early, right? Because we see this is that, hey, I'm retiring this year or next year, and I have all this company stock, and I have a basis. Let's say you're, you, you bought the stock for a dollar. It's worth $20 today. 
So you got $19 of gain in that stock. And it's like, well, here, I made a lot of money on the stock over the last 20, 30 years. Now it's time to take the chips off the table and let me diversify into more of a globally diversified portfolio. Yes, we agreed that that's the right strategy. But before you do that, get the stock outside of the retirement account. Because once you sell the stock inside the retirement account, it's too late. You're done. The basis is that that dollar basis is gone. You sold it, right? So you want to make sure that you do the net unrealized appreciation first. Then you want to then re-diversify the overall portfolio. Now, when you're in retirement, you might be <clears throat> your first couple of years, depending on how you're going to be set up. And if you've listened to this show, we believe in tax diversification and hopefully you've used some of the strategies that we've spoke about over the last several years is that you have money in different areas. And if you can keep yourself in those lower income brackets, you can sell some of the stock, not pay any tax at all. And if you really like the stock, you could buy it back at a higher basis. So there's different things when it comes to taxes that is key. But if you could just imagine your retirement plan that was no longer just about a number or just about your investments, imagine if you could fill in all these gaps and have all of the answers to a rock-solid retirement game plan that covered everything from A to Z. I, I, imagine what kind of confidence that would bring. Got to take another break. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Now back to Your Money, Your Wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB. Hey, welcome back to the program. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. My name's Joe Anderson, Joseph Dennis Anderson, certified financial planner. I'm with Alan Clopine. Alan Robert Clopine. That's the first time we've heard you say your middle name on air in 10 years. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Dennis. That Dennis. was my father's name. Yes, I know. Yeah. But that, actually, Robert was my father's name. Yeah. See, we got something in common there, <laughs> Big do. Al. Besides doing 10 years of this crazy show. <laughs> 10 years, brother. 10 years is right. It's been a good run, hasn't it? And uh, you know what? There's a lot of gas in the tank. We're going to keep going. Yeah, maybe for another 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're talking about a couple of different changes that could be coming down the pike when it comes to your overall retirement planning strategies. Some really good strategies that a lot of you probably implemented over the years listening to Al and I. Uh, we talked about backdoor Roth IRA contributions. We just finished up with net unrealized appreciation. Uh, but here's the big one. The good old stretch IRA. So you're like, stretch IRA, what the hell is that? Here's the rules today. Let's Because what we're finding... Right. The, what, the oldest baby boomer is now turning age 70 and a half this month? Uh, that's correct. Right? Yep. And so <clears throat> there's millions of baby boomers. Yes. <laughs> lots and lots. Well, we, what we do know is there was roughly a 17-year run of baby boomers, and they started turning 65 about five years ago, and now they're turning 70 and a half. And that's important because that means they have to take the required minimum distribution. So I've been saying there's 10,000 baby boomers turning 65 every single day for the last... I've been saying that stuff for five years? Just five years. It seems like forever. It just seems like... Oh, it feels like 10 years. <laughs> no, it's only been five years because they're 70 and a half right now. So what does that mean? You got to take required minimum distributions. So now there's 24 trillion. There's probably more than that now. That was the last count, and that was like in the beginning of the year of what the total balances are in retirement accounts. So you look at your IRAs, you look at 401ks and 403bs, TSPs, defined benefit plans, all of the retirement assets. It's about 24 trillion dollars sitting in those accounts. Now people are turning 70 and a half, and the IRS is saying, "All right, it's about time." We established these accounts 42 years ago, 1974. Everyone started putting money into them. Not everyone, only basically a small percentage. 
now that $24 trillion are sitting in these accounts and we've never were able to tax them. Yeah, they've been waiting for waiting the baby boomers patiently. to get older. This is the biggest group of, of, of people in, in the history of the United States. And when they turn 70 and a half, they got to pull money out of their IRA, out of their 401k, out of their 403b, and we're in the money. Right. Yeah. It's about time. About time. So now they're getting paid. The IRS is getting paid on your retirement account. So... If you pass away, because we're seeing that the largest asset in households right now is not their house anymore. It's their retirement account. Yeah, in many, many cases. And and that includes 401ks and IRAs, 403bs. So if you look at those collectively, it's in, in many cases, certainly it's the largest investment asset of, of almost, almost everybody. So if you pass away with a retirement account, it is completely different than any other asset that you will pa- that you will pass on to the next generation. If you have a um, your primary residence, you pass away. It goes to the kids. The kids can sell that property the next day if they choose to. There's zero tax due, zero income tax due. There could be a state tax depending on if your state's over about eleven million bucks. But for most of us, there's not going to be an estate tax. All right, so no income tax right on the house. How about if you have a brokerage account? got million dollars in a brokerage account. You died, the kids inherit that million dollar brokerage account. They could sell all those stocks, bonds, mutual funds the next day, zero tax. Cash, you die with cash. No big deal. They take the cash, no tax. Your retirement account, the biggest asset you probably own. When you pass away, the kids cannot cash that thing out and not pay any tax. It is infested in tax. It's all ordinary income tax coming to the child or the niece, the nephew, the friend, the neighbor, whoever. Because you never pay tax on those dollars, it grows 100% tax deferred. And when you start taking those dollars out, right, you have to pay tax. But if you die, it doesn't avoid taxation. It's IRD tax, income in respect of the decedent. The decedent will have to pay that tax. Today, though, the law states that, all right, well, here, let's say you got a million dollars in your retirement account. You die, it goes to your child and or a non-spouse, all right? So this is just strictly for non-spouses because a spouse is fine. They can take the money and roll it into their own account. No taxes due. But if it goes to one non-spouse beneficiary, the second generation, or maybe it's a boyfriend, girlfriend that you've lived with for 30 years, but you never married, they would have the same issue. They have now can stretch out the tax liability. If you have a million bucks, they don't have to cash everything out that year. They could keep it in the shell of the account. It still stays in the deceased's name. So let's say I die and I have a child. It would say Joseph Anderson deceased on whatever date that I died for the benefit of Junior. Right. So then Junior can take those dollars, keep it in my name. He's the beneficial owner. He could cash it all out if he wants to, but then he would pay ordinary income tax, let's say on that million dollars that I have in my retirement account. Or he could talk to Uncle Al and say, hey, what should I do with this? Al says, no, you could take out money, but be careful of how much that you take out. There's a required minimum distribution for all non-spouses. So the child would have to take a required distribution, even though the child's not 70 and a half. Let's say he's five years old, right? Well, if his life expectancy is age 85, he would have to take 180th because he has 80 years more of life, right? So that's called a stretch. So it's a very small percentage that, that he would have to take out in this example. The new law is stating, forget about the stretch. The money has to come out within five years. So think about that. Five years versus 80. How much more tax is Junior going to have to pay? 
a ton, right? So he could continue to defer it and take it all out on the fifth year. He could split it out in any years that he wants, but everything has to be fully depleted out of the account within five years. This is not a lot of day, but it's coming down the road here. So you want to make sure that you're prepared because if all of that's going to come out as taxable income at those high rates, right? You could lose half of the retirement account. Yeah, Joe. And, and so as a consequence, a lot of people should be considering more Roth conversions right now, because once you get the money into a Roth IRA and you pass away, it all goes to the kids tax-free. They may have to take it out in five years if this stretch IRA rule goes away, but it would all be tax-free to them. Now, you don't want to convert everything all at once because your tax bracket will be, will be too high. So it's a matter of taking control over your own taxes to figure this out so that not only yourself will be in a better spot or your spouse, but your kids as well with regards to your IRAs. And, and gosh, Joe, I I think a lot of people don't realize they have their any control over paying their taxes, but it's not really true. Once you understand what the rules and strategies are, you realize you got more control over how much you pay in taxes in retirement than any other time in your life. But your current advisor may not be advising you on this. The the CPAs out there very often are doing a great job on saving you taxes year in, year out, but they may not be looking forward 20, 30 years. Your stockbroker, your financial advisor probably doesn't know a lot about taxes. It's not really their expertise. The only way to lower your taxes is by having a forward-looking tax-efficient strategy. All right, we got to take another break. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. 